0: It's like sitting in God's living room the podcast has been for me to sit and be with a brother or sister that several of us and hear what God's doing in their life and how how they've been walking out their life as a disciple of Jesus so often uh, in every case a joyful missionary disciple
1: welcome back to another episode of open door policy we're so excited to have you join us today i am your co-host emily Mentock, and excited to be joined today by father patrick Gagno. hello emily how you doing I'm doing great, Father Patrick. And we are here to do a sort of season Mm -hmm. finale wrap up of the podcast. We have done now together, uh, since we sort of got handed the mic by Father Steve and Danielle over 30 episodes. Yeah. Shout out to like the OG crew, uh, over 30 episodes. It's been running almost nonstop for a year and a half by the time this episode comes out. And so we wanted to take a time as we're going to take a little break. We're going to have a little season finale Mm -hmm. to just look back on. The uh, amazing guests who have joined us, the t- fun times we've had, and uh, just celebrate that a little bit.
0: Absolutely. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, Emily, what have you enjoyed about, what have you appreciated, enjoyed about co hosting Open Door Policy? Start it with that.
1: So many things. Uh, I will say that I think I've even mentioned this on the podcast before, even to our guests, but hmm. you know, it is so inspiring to me to just see mm-hmm. the many ways that the spirit is working through different mm-hmm. joyful missionary disciples in Southeast Michigan. I, yeah. as someone who's not from here, I wasn't here for the start of unleashed gospel or before the synod, or just like kind of, or the blessed Solanus mm-hmm. Casey, um, beatification or things like that. Those sort of like kind of hallmark moments in our time in recent history here in Detroit. Um, But it's so clear to me that there's something happening here. And it's so clear Mm -hmm. to me, um, kind of what I've heard you talk about before, Mm. like the signs and wonders of the spirit being present Mm. in our work here. Not that it's not everywhere, right? I mean, it is, but (laughs) I think there really is something special here. And for me, the opportunity to come in and be invited to be part of the podcast Mm. and really get to see firsthand through the interviews, through the people sharing their testimony on this podcast, Mm -hmm. all the different ways that like people can encounter Jesus here has just been amazing it has truly changed just like my faith praise god Yeah,
0: that's so good i would echo you uh hearing hearing the stories i i get the experience of it's like sitting in god's living room the podcast has been for me to sit and be with a brother or sister that several of us and hear what god's doing in their life and how how they've been walking out their life as a disciple of jesus so often uh, in every case, a joyful missionary disciple. And I'm with you, like, you can't, I can't listen to an episode. And I like to go back and listen to it, not to hear myself. I'm always like, oh, I wish I sounded as good as Emily yeah. talk. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, I love that God has brought you to the Archdiocese of Detroit and uh, how he works through you, sister in Christ, truly. So um, side note out there, friends, a, a, a sweet little reminder. Oh, guys, you know, this is what I do. What's one of my favorite parts of the podcast? When I go off the rails. So, Sorry,
1: So Yeah, no, everyone's
0: favorite <laughs> But side note, and then Emily's left with the task of like, how do I lasso this wild priest back? Um, so no, really side note, though, it's just a sweet, gentle reminder to everybody of all these different wonderful testimonies we've had and um, how they inspire us and whatnot. And, and me listening back and hearing, and I just really do love how Emily, you, you lead us in these episodes, co-lead and, and lead often, um, but just a side note for everybody out there, like, man, look out for comparison, like, avoid that, like, God made you to be you, I love the Catherine Santa line, like, you know, be who God made you to be, and you know, set the world on fire, and as we, as we experience our identity in Christ, you would, you won't want to be anybody else, like, you know, but it's great to admire and honor other people's gifts, and Thank God for what he's doing in your life. And listening to what God has done in others' lives, these testimonies, it always, I go back and listen to those episodes. I can't not get inspired by hearing what God has done. And one of the things I really love is the dream question. When we ask people, what's your dream? And I think God, St. John Paul II would talk about how God has made us for greatness. And I think it's a healthy thing to have kingdom dreams, these great desires. Um, Even if it's like just like, I just want to live the next month without swearing, <laughs> <whatever> yeah, <right? laughs> I mean. but I love to hear people's dreams. So Emily, what if, as we start to kind of conjure our brain and, and full transparency to everybody out there, of course we would get a little prep work in knowing we were doing a, a summation episode of the season. Um, but who are some of the guests that come to mind? Some of the highlights and we love you all, all of you guests. We
1: do. We are so grateful for all our guests.
0: We won't have time to touch on everybody, but, uh, but Emily, what are some of, the, some, some of the guests that come to mind? Some of the things, you know, we'll go back and forth. We'll play ping pong with this.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think, I don't know if this is maybe, maybe it's going to come across Mm. as a recency bias, Mm. but I have to say that Deacon Fred, our most recent guest (laughs) before this episode, his story just like was, I loved his passion (laughs) of his story. I loved that he was like, just trying, Mm -hmm. I think he's a person who fulfills exactly what Mm. you were just saying about St. Catherine of Siena of just being who you're meant to be, just being Mm -hmm. himself. And he even said, like, sometimes he'll have an idea that uh, he doesn't know if it's original or not, but it's original (laughs) to him. Cause it was the first time he thought of it and yeah. like just kind of, and pursuing that just like fearlessly. Uh, uh there's, there was so uh, much I loved about that. I think another one of my favorite <laughs> episodes and, um, you might agree with this as well was, um, the Naples episode and then yeah. sharing their just like powerful story of everything they had been through as a couple <laughs> that, that really, I carried with me for a lot yeah. of reasons, like personal reasons too, but mm. I really carried that with me for a long time, yeah. really inspired. And then throwing it back all the way mm. to the beginning, um, wow. Curtis Simpson, Jr., he <laughs> also was that one and i was so grateful that god blessed us with a guess i guess like him so early on when i mm-hmm. i didn't really know what i was doing or what to, uh-huh. what to expect yet to have someone bring just like mm-hmm. the energy and joy and passion and really like <laughs> example of a joyful yeah. disciple so early on to the podcast uh yeah. i was really grateful so those are three that stand out to me as some of my my favorites mm. but um like you said we love all of our guests we're grateful for each and so every good. one of them and um i think that to your point too, about like, yeah, avoiding comparison. I Mm. think that what the podcast has taught me and hearing all these stories has taught me is that um, it's really opened me to the different ways that God can work in people's lives that in it yeah. and to appreciate the diversity of that the, like it's unique to every person so it's less yeah. about saying okay God did this for that person but not for me or oh God did that for me too like that person but more of being like wow look at mm-hmm. all these different ways that God can be working in people's lives and of uh, the different ways they can encounter Amen. Jesus so
0: yeah. I love it I love it and uh if I could Yeah you know, what about
1: you some of your some of your faiths too Oh Emily
0: it's so hard to sometimes pick one one line of thought and go with it in these conversations because there's so much um but I gotta say when we hear testimonies it's really beautiful to if you if if we hear something that we love that God's done in somebody else's life nothing wrong with saying God thank you for doing that for them I would love that in my life too Jesus loves us to ask seek can knock and I think the testimonies put the works of God on display he loves I love Revelation chapter 19 verse 10 witness to Jesus is the spirit of prophecy when we witness to what Jesus has done it prophesies what he'll do again because he's the same yesterday today and forever so giving a witness gives people access to as we it gives us gives people access to not only hearing about wow God did that and if he's the same yesterday and today and forever like why well, can ask that he would do that in my life too so the difference between like eh, not comparing ourselves to others but when we see something going on if we like that if we honor how God's working in somebody's life and we we feel a call to move in that way as well, we can say, Lord, please do that in my life as well. Did that make sense, Emily?
1: Yeah, it did. (laughs) I mean, that aligns so well too with like, specifically like with the letter. I mean, Archbishop makes it very explicit in in Unleash the Gospel when he highlighted, Mm -hmm. you know, testimony as one of the markers. I mean, he says that, Personal testimony has an indispensable mm. role in evangelization. Yeah. And here's why. Wow. Uh, testimony has a unique power mm. to touch hearts since oh. it is almost impossible to ignore the witness yes. of someone who has count- encountered Jesus personally yes. and whose life has been transformed by him. Yeah, I was uh- like and that cuts right <laughs> to the heart of it that that it's, yeah. it, we want to proclaim jesus too there's a lot of different oh, like witness can Moses. look like a lot of different things your whole your whole mm-hmm. life your whole life really yeah. is is a witness the catechism says mm-hmm. um and this was a jp2 quote we that, go. like that uh jesus's whole life was like mm-hmm. witness of of what he came to preach not just what he said but how he lived everything. yes and yes. So our witness is that too, but there is something uniquely powerful mm. about hearing someone just share their yeah. own personal experience, their personal mm. faith of how they were transformed yeah. by Jesus in their own words.
0: Mm. Absolutely. And it's such an
1: important part of, of our work to unleash the gospel.
0: It's so true. And toward, towards that end, coming back yes. to a couple of incredible testimonies all the way back, uh, I think after our awesome time with Danielle, and Father Stephen, that was a lot of fun.
1: That was that, great.
0: That, that was a, a real joy. I love we love those two. Hey, you two, we love you if you're tuning in. Um, Ricardo Hernandez was our first guest, and he had a beautiful testimony about a, a very sensitive, tender area of like having mental health struggles, and that and his his testimony really involved Jesus helping him to come into a place of health and freedom and peace. Um, and it's it's honestly it's not hard for people I, from my own past I know this that you know you, you get to think in bad thoughts maybe you start to enter into some bad actions inspired by those bad thoughts and then you, it's not hard to get into a downward spiral where you kind of experience no you not kind of you can experience some degree of of death they call it like death taking hold sin you know the wages of sin or death and I'm not saying that you know what I mean? Like uh, mental health is in any way a sin, like, but with his own struggles and what he was experiencing, just listening to him talk about being brought back into the mind of Christ and then his heart for the youth. And he has his own podcast and ministers to the youth with the Hernados. I thought his testimony of how Christ, you know, I love when people say, Thank God I woke up in my right mind today. The right mind is the mind of Christ for a disciple of Jesus. And I, I loved his testimony. I thought it great gave great hope to people. Um, everybody has a, every disciple has the task of stewarding well, the mind of Christ, but I thought he also gave great hope to people and people with family members and friends who may have um, a mental health struggle, which is certainly uh, a difficulty quick. Another quick one. I'll do three and pitch it back to you is Michelle Piccolo, four words, like the consecrated (laughs) virgin living in the world, four words to some of her testimony in love with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like I just, man, I loved listening to her testimony of like, I mean, like, honestly, like, she's a a lovely young woman and she's given up, like, she's given up pursuing so many different things that she could pursue. And like, she's basically married to Jesus and the world can look at her like, you're what? And, uh, and she, but she just like, I don't want to say she lives, it, just lives it. Like Michelle Piccolo rocks it. Like I'm in love with Jesus. Like mic drop. (laughs) Yeah. And one more is, um, can you see how this could be a four hour episode?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't worry, audience, I won't be. <laughs> uh,
0: Everybody who's on my side, meet me in Detroit, Pember, Evergreen, 19800, five minutes. You're about to have a water balloon fight on your hands, Emily Mentoc. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Chris, uh, Ron Pangborn, you better be on my. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, Chris, this is where we let it all hang out, dear friends. I hope you're laughing in your car and still paying attention to red lights and green lights. Okay, Chris Leach, one more. Chris Leach. Oh my gosh. Okay, key phrase for Chris Leach: Nothing is impossible with God. Do you remember? Like in his testimony, yeah. Chris Leach, like he read the book Unbound. I don't want to mess this up, I'll keep it short. Um, he read the book unbound and it and it gave him some awesome, awesome inspiration about freedom in the Lord. And then he ended up going through the Encounter School of Ministry, which is a beautiful two-year ministry program. Um, and you know, he, he got this just in fire in his heart, and he, he ended up you know, tapping into the power of God to lose 185 pounds. And I know from our friendship and encounter ministries that his ministry project was, um, supernatural weight loss, like tapping into the Lord. And, and I, you know, I I'd like to, gosh, I, I wish I had for our listeners right now, where to find how to, how to track him down, because I know he has been interested in that ministry and people might hear this and be like, dang, tell me more about that. You know, it's, but I just found like Chris Leach, like some of the healing testimonies, his friend that he saw his leg get lengthened. I remember that I was there.
1: That story, I'll never forget that story. Oh my
0: gosh, yeah, I'll never, I, I I got to see it with my own eyes. It was bonkers. Um, looked like the man's leg got struck with lightning, but it was really really cool. But Chris, in general, and then to know his like his heart, like he just loves to minister to people and empower those who minister to people. Those were three. Back to you, Emily. You got some more up your sleeve.
1: Well, I think well, I'll just mm. comment real quick on the one the mm. the episode with Chris was really wow. interesting for me because um, most of the guests, I haven't known them Mm. except for Mm -hmm. there being guests. They've been recommendations from people in the community, um, people that we, you know, that have been connected to unleash the gospel in different ways, Uh people whose work or lives or ministries we've heard about. Uh Um, but Chris, I did know him from working in the archdiocese and it was just hearing his story and like all those amazing, incredible things that I, didn't know about him. Mm-hmm. I knew who he was, like the way he brought his joyfulness and his yeah. commitment to mission and just like all of those other gifts that God has given mm-hmm. him like to work every day and knew him as a person. Yeah. And then hearing this, like absolutely incredible story wow. was such a powerful reminder that even mm-hmm. for the people like in our lives, you don't have to go out looking for like the stories of how God is working in people's mm-hmm. lives, like in up at the top of a mountain or something like that, that oftentimes the people who are around us just mm-hmm. every day, every week, Amen. Um, sitting next to us in the pews all yeah. have their own story yeah. of their faith and wow. their encounter with Jesus and how they, you know, live that out now. And so wow. I, I, that episode in hearing, Ooh. especially history, I mean, super, super powerful, not yeah. stuff you hear every day, yeah. but was just a reminder that even the people you work and talk with all the time can wow. have these amazing stories behind them. And, and what a gift to be able to hear it by just so inviting good. him to share it.
0: It, that's so good, Emily. I'm going to pitch it back to you for some for, for some more of the guests. But I have to say, towards that end, um, you know, the importance of giving our testimony huge. You know, it puts the works of God on display. It that's, it, it gives people a, a portrait that they can look at of of what Jesus has done. But also, what you said um, about about listening to others as well and. St. Paul, who you love, and anybody who's listened to Emily Mencken for a while knows St. Paul is her buddy, and the letter to the Romans is like in her back pocket. Um, So he wrote that, I'll come, I long to come to you in chapter one and and share a gift with you. And St. John Chrysostom, doctor of the church, talks about like Paul is coming to share a spiritual gift with them to strengthen them. And, you know, one interpretation of that could be that um, even the testimony, like as we receive a testimony from somebody else, as we have that fellowship, you know like we may have friends disciples that are friends that we haven't asked in a long time what's jesus doing in your life what's happened lately and right. and we are we're strengthened we are so strengthened when we receive the testimony of others and inspired by them we started our episode talking this episode talking that way about how we've been impacted but to your point about like being with chris in the office or not in the office but in the in the in in, in community through the aod staffing But for our listeners out there, just the invitation to draw testimonies from others and ask them have that fellowship that strengthens us. Uh, I I think that's a fair interpretation of what Paul says. I wanted to share something. He's definitely given spiritual gifts, I believe, but also the testimony that he would hear, what he would, how he would enjoy their presence and. You know, um, when he says in different places, I long to see you, you know, like he, the love he had for the church communities, he founded, but the strength we have from hearing testimonies from others and, and sharing our testimony, like the, the strength that builds within the disciples. I think it's awesome. So yeah. who else touched your heart? They all did, but who else do you want to highlight?
1: they were they were i mean they were all like you said so amazing um one fun one was josh ross playing music on the episode that we don't get that every time (laughs) so that was great or the other one that kind of stood out that got a little something we don't always get was um with father jake van ash you guys in spanish and praying and chanting in spanish at the end of that episode super great and then (laughs) i have to say we were really blessed um and i'll pitch it back to you uh with just we as you introduced him one of the great storytellers of oh. the archdiocese in the history of the archdiocese bishop Hanson, mm. um who sadly forgot his ukulele um so we didn't get back-to-back <laughs> musical recordings but um those were the ones that like i just so know I, I i will go back to one for the uh, yeah. like the the good times that we had to, to record mm-hmm. with those guests but mm-hmm. um also just the, the uniqueness mm-hmm. of what they were able yeah. to share um so good always amazes
0: yeah I, you know I think we can actually touch them all if I don't talk too long. But <laughs> I got to say, Josh, he really, he he broke down about, you know, the gift of worship and utilizing music as, as an a bit, like music, music is the medium that the song wasn't the end in itself, but it's to draw us into this offering of our lives through, through song and and the emotion that it would even stir in our intellect and using that to give God everything that Pruskaneo, the Greek word in John, for worship, that proskuneo, two words. It comes from caneo to, to kiss, this gift of sacred communion in, in worship. And then Bishop Hanschen, one of my favorite catechism passages is 1776. Um, like our conscience is a sanctuary. We are alone with God whose voice echoes there in the depths. And I remember I had the chance to ask him because he's, man, his stories are riveting. And he talked about hearing from God. And I just asked him if he had a word, if he wanted to tell people about listening to the voice of God for a moment. He told that great story when he was having an issue with his friend yeah. and he talked to God and then he, and then he got a set of thoughts that came and he, he people listen to it. He he says it like this. He said, did you ever think of, and then these thoughts come out and Bishop goes, I sat back in my pew and I said, no, I never thought of that. <laughs> and, but he described so beautifully paragraph 1776 at work that God speaks to us inspired thoughts okay now rapid fire three for me these will be rapid fire father david pelican i remember yes. when he was 18 or 19 when he first entered the seminary and um people can be called in their 50s to the priesthood they can be called when they're in their teens and i remember watching him was just such a young man entering to the seminary and now seeing him at a divine child and hearing his testimony and seeing his excitement for i i know he loves ministry across the board but there was a particular moment where he he shared the exciting initiatives he had in mind for the high schoolers. And it just touches our hearts because if a high schooler can encounter and catch fire, and I know we're living in days where, thank God, enrollments up in Catholic schools, but if, if hearts can catch fire, I mean, think about like all the carnage high schoolers can steer clear of if they meet the Lord. And then another quick one, Elizabeth Spencer. I remember when she was a, a youth minister in a, you know, I, I, I must say Elizabeth and her husband, Zach, went to Michigan State. I have a little bit of favor, <laughs> for them, but I've known her for years. And, uh, you know, go blue. I got no beef against you until you meet party. But, uh, <laughs> okay. but seeing her now, she's a parish catechetical leader. And now she's married with children. And, and, you know, like to see her love for family faith formation, the domestic church. And like you can in that interview, it was so powerful. Her testimony, like she loves being a, a wife and a mother. And she has this passion that families would experience, uh, the presence, the presence of God and, and grow in their faith together. And then one more, and I'll pitch it back to you. Sheila Breen melted our hearts. Everybody. I loves think I Deacon.
1: cried in that episode. Oh my oh, gosh. So powerful! Every,
0: everybody loves Deacon Kevin Breen. And, uh, I just, I, I look, I really, I don't mean to be cute. I look forward to seeing him again in the kingdom. He's amazing. He's the kind of guy that would speak from the father's heart to affirm you in your identity and let you know you were loved. That's, and Sheila has it in spades and seeing how two things, and I'll pitch it to you. She said when he was sick, they they were very intentional about offering up their suffering through his illness for the prayer intentions of others. They enfleshed, uh, they enfleshed the doctrine of redemptive suffering so beautifully. It, and no one wants to suffer, but when it comes to be able to turn to the Lord and say, "I give this to you, and I'm, and I'm, I want to be in it with you, Jesus, or have you with me in it," and this supernatural grace comes where it's no longer just suffering and pointless and meaningless, but it becomes redemptive. It's so beautiful. And then her dream for the future, she said she wanted to be a prayer warrior. It's like wow, like after what she's gone through, how beautifully she walked through it with the Lord. That it wasn't easy, and now. Her heart is so still, set on God. She wants to be a prayer warrior. Sheila Breen, really, wow. So, those are a few more. Back to you.
1: Okay, I want to. I'm going. We've. I wish we could recap every single episode.
0: I was trying.
1: <laughs> I know you're <laughs> really trying.
0: <laughs> I didn't tell you my plan beforehand.
1: Oh, I know. Uh, you I, knew it. it. This let we'll just use this moment to like you know encourage our audience like feel free to go back to it maybe you missed one we're not saying you have to like do it like a chore and listen to every single episode but if you, you should. just need to pick me up <laughs> if you need to pick me up in your day or maybe yeah inspiration for your faith life like you could go and pick any one of those episodes mm-hmm. and find a little something to take into your heart um mm-hmm. to Yeah. Just perk Mm -hmm. up your, your relationship with Jesus, either inspiring. Yeah. Something that's going to connect with something that's going on in your life or Mm -hmm. cause you to look outward again, hearing the stories of others, both their sufferings and their joys. And so I I really hope that this podcast can be like that kind of resource for people, a gift to people, um, you know, in service of the mission here. Um, It's this podcast is, was envisioned back when it launched before we were involved Um, with Father Patrick. Yep. Of being part of Unleash the Gospel to share these stories to show the real people connected here in Detroit and yeah. hear, and hear from them and so I like I mentioned mm. in the beginning it's just been so powerful to to see and hear those true witnesses of the Spirit working here. Amen. You mentioned, so uh, and good. this one of your one of your great contributions to the podcast is hearing people's dreams and I want to ask yeah. you, Father Patrick, about about yours. It yes. can either be short term.
0: Yes. Or long-term,
1: whatever's on your heart of what is your dream? Um, I'm sure our audience would love to know as well.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, um, I would describe it as uh, full-on participation in the new Pentecost, full-on participation in the new Pentecost. And just two points about it. First is on a personal note that I would live consumed with the presence of God and the first fruit of that. And I'll give the other quick one and pitch it to you is the first fruit of that is really living in identity and, um, like how the father loves us, how much the father loves us. We'll never get old. And any mother or father out there knows when your son or daughter has done something and, you know, they, they, they may, they might feel guilty. They might, um, have harmed their own dignity or whatnot, but you know, I unconditionally love them. And if we can manage that, you know, how perfect is the father's love for us? And I find that the gift of, um, you know, when Jesus said in Acts chapter one, to the apostles stay in Jerusalem, you will be baptized with the Holy spirit and Pope Benedict talked about how baptism in the Holy spirit is becoming aware of what we've received at baptism and confirmation and the Catholic church teaches that confirmation is the, is the grace It perpetuates the grace of Pentecost. So to live a life on fire, knowing how loved we are and like, just to look at a picture of Jesus, to see his eyes, to look at the Eucharist and to get your heart set on fire. I really want to live on fire for the Lord and longing for, for heaven. Um, Yeah. And then and that's not to sound like a cute holy roller like i'm not trying to sound holy that won't impress anybody but that's like authentically my dream is to live alive in the love of god and that will be fulfilling the destiny for which he created and destined me and for and and then the extension of that part two is to see the church um full-on participate in the new pentecost i love when john paul ii said um he, he prophesied you know the new He used the words, I sense the time has come for the church to dedicate all her energies to a new evangelization. But he also spoke about a springtime of the church, a springtime of the church. I I long to see the the church full on participating in the new Pentecost. And I love that the Archbishop wrote about that. It's one of the gems in Unleash the Gospel, the new Pentecost and seeing the church on fire for the Lord, a greater devotion to the Eucharist and a, a greater... You know, just that encounter, grow, witness paradigm being so fundamental to our lives and people just living it and taking it seriously. And then I really have a deep passion to see that signs and wonders, like it's not like just going to a carnival or pursuing it for fun just to see it, but that, but that signs and wonders, you know, healings and the prophetic words and the amazing moments that they become a regular part of people's lives. And people know that the Catholic church on the corner is like, Hey, if you need God to do something, in your life, go there. And that we would just see the church so powerful that it would really, it would really look like the church in the Acts of the Apostles. Emily, thank you for your patience. I would kick me off right now if I were you. No, but, I love it. But I'm I'm gonna pitch it back to you. Um I I love how God brought you here because like you had this passion in your heart. You'd met Edmundo, if I remember the story correctly, and you were like, I gotta come be a part of what's happening here. And you came with like just so much inspiration. And I love how God continues to inspire you. You have like endless creative ideas, I think. What are your hopes and dreams over the next several years, would you say?
1: Yeah, you're right. It it was put on, it was like put on Mm -hmm. my heart. It wasn't even a decision. I knew there was like a part of me knew that I would be here even before I had the like more conscious decision or wow. certainly uh, getting my husband on board wow. with the decision. Poor Drew. He's been, he's been along <sighs> for the We <ride>. love you, <laughs> Drew. Yeah. We're so grateful. Um, because yeah, I had come up to visit and at some point in the day we were, we were actually at lunch mm-hmm. and he, I was hearing from Edmundo and from others on the team, just, you know, what the work they were doing here. And it was like, it wasn't even my own thought. It was like a mm. thought of my heart, like, oh man, like I need, yeah. Like God wants me to be here too. <laughs> so yeah. that was, that was part of it. And that was over, awesome. two, over wow. two years ago now, which is just incredible. So hard wow. to believe. Um, so yep. Yeah, part of my dream. And, and one of the reasons why, like the work that we do here on this podcast and the communications office, just like anything that I've been blessed to be a part of, especially in the pandemic times has been doing the work of, of sharing the gospel through, Amen. you know, whatever ways I can in my little ways, you know, sometimes pro- professionally, uh, like through our work on social media or whatever it is, or on this podcast, which has been such a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to share and, and the way people have shared their face with me, the ways that I'm trying to share with others and something mm-hmm. that I've been, um, just convicted of for a very long time. And this goes back to my, uh, my love for Romans eight, uh, right is that I know that, that my faith is a gift. I feel it mm-hmm. every day as a gift I love coming here <sighs> and, um, tapping into the whole spirituality of blessed Solanus Casey to give mm-hmm. God thanks for everything and ahead of time. And, yes. um, that has just really, um, it's something that I think I was, was sort of emerging or being revealed to me leading mm. up to my time here and, and then coming here, it's mm. just, it's been so clear. And so my dream would be, you know, to continue to just receive that, that gift of faith that has been so impactful okay. in my time here in Detroit, but then more importantly, to like, to, to be able to give it away to Amen. others in whatever way I can in even, um, I'll just another thing that I'll just I'll share with you, Father Patrick. Mm, yeah. Um coming on this podcast and learning to pray with you oh. in your bold way, your just genuine way, hearing the Thanks. stories of you and others Thanks. be doing that with people mm. on the street. They're strangers, or how you can just meet anyone mm. and like and just Thanks. share the faith Jesus. with them, share the good message of Jesus with them. Um, Thanks. that has has um, inspired a courage in me to try and do that more. And so my dream is just to continue to be able to do that, that like that I will never lose a sense of the gift of my faith and also never hesitate to share that with others. And, and I think that that is embodying like, like you said, like what is the new Pentecost? What is unleashing the gospel here? Mm. Um, I'm always inspired by um, a particular part of unleash the gospel. When Uh Archbishop talks about, it's the work of a generation. And I really, yes. believe that. we've got five years down and 95 Come years on. to go. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. so whatever ways, you know, God wow. can, can, is calling me to wow. do that big or small. Um, just that I'd yeah. be open to that and give freely.
0: Uh, that's so beautiful, Emily. And, um, I just have to say that just for the fun of it, uh, everybody, like when it comes to like trying to be bold and step out, like, Uh, I feel like I I just want to keep growing too. And there's always times where like, I I miss it. I chicken out. There's times, but the beautiful thing is the father has such a great sense of humor. And he just, when you feel like you miss it or something, you just get up, dust yourself off and know that the father laughs and says, Hey, come don't, don't, don't beat yourself up. Keep coming. And he'll give us endless opportunities um, until we breathe our last to share. And that's exciting. Like you, as you speak about wanting to Let that gift of your faith bloom fully and to share it with others. That has no end in this life. And that's deeply inspiring. Like, I exist for the glory of God to know him and to love him and to make him known. And what a glorious, what a glorious lifelong mission I have to let the living streams flow out from me to others. It's such a joyful life, isn't it?
1: It is. And praise God. We're, yeah. What a blessing. And I hope that, you know, for our audience, they can just be inspired Mm. by that. If you, if you're listening to this, Mm. um, feel free to share with us, like on social media, you can email us, whatever you want to do. We would love to hear like Tag us at UTG like your dream too. Um, maybe yeah. we can get make a new sort of movement, not just of like <laughs> where, where are we doing now, where are the ways God has worked in our life, but you know, really, we'd love to hear all the ways that you're dreaming for the future, the things God's putting on your heart to to change the world and here in Southeast Michigan as well. So I just want to open that up to others yeah. um, to, yeah. to kind of get to to share in that.
0: And if you think if you're as you're listening here, if you think there's somebody you know, and if it's you, don't I mean you know, false modesties, hide noise, something that needs to, that is a, just share, share God's glory. But if you think somebody, you know, like, Hey, you people should hear this person's story, or if you're yeah. listening, like, you know what? I want to tell my story. Just reach out again and, uh, and let us know. We're always wide open to whoever the Lord will bring onto this podcast to just share the testimony of joyful missionary disciples to inspire others.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree with that. If you want Thanks. to share your story or if you know of someone mm-hmm. whose story the world should hear, like, we absolutely mm. want to know about it.
0: Praise the Lord. Well, Emily, it feels like, it feels like we're we're in a pretty good spot to land the plane, eh?
1: We are. We are. We're, we're on just, the same page about it. <laughs>
0: can we just take a moment and anybody who's listened to every episode? That's the first time ever, ever, ever that I landed the plane. Emily always has <laughs> to pull the uh, That's True. Emily that's has to not pull true. the nose. No, I'm just kidding around. But I wonder if it's okay. Um, the man behind the scenes who makes all these podcasts, uh well, this pod, yeah, it makes them beautiful is Ron. And one of my favorite parts of our episodes. Okay. Uh, I just gotta just thank God for Ron and um yeah, one of my favorite parts, and then I'll pitch it to Emily Lee to close in prayer, is uh, that before the episodes, we always intentionally pray. We always, it, and it's never just a small pithy prayer. Not, not that there's anything wrong with small prayers. <laughs> Those are good too. Um, but I, one of my favorite parts of the podcast has been before we ever hit record. There's authentic prayer, taking time, inviting the Spirit to come, and really. Trusting that it's more than just a few people and a few gadgets, but that we're offering up something that God can really take and transform to touch hearts. So I just want to take a moment and thank Ron, uh, wonderful, wonderful man of God, and then serves the Lord uh, abundantly, joyfully. I'm rambling. Emily, you want to lead us in prayer? Love you, Ron. Yes, <laughs> you too. We we're grateful
1: for Ron. We couldn't we couldn't do it alone. That's for sure. So Sorry, um, yes, let us uh, let's just recall um, that. We are in the presence of the Lord in this moment, wherever, wherever we yeah. find ourselves and begin in the name of the father and of the son, and the Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. Come Holy spirit, uh, fill our hearts uh, in this moment, help us to just draw closer, mm-hmm. um, to the love, uh, that created the world that created mm-hmm. us, that brings us together, um, in all these beautiful yeah. and amazing ways. And. We give you thanks Lord for just the gift of this podcast, um, the gift of the community of our listeners and all the people, um, who have shared their stories with us, um, yeah. on the podcast, even through, through all the years that it has been here. Um, and then just this community, this movement yeah. of witnesses, people who are yeah. willing to respond to the call mm-hmm. of the spirit, to share their testimony, to inspire and encourage others. Uh, we just give you thanks for, um, the, the way, the grace that you have given them to be able to do that. And, um, we, we ask that you send that same grace throughout all mm-hmm. of, uh, the people listening to this yeah. in Southeast Michigan and beyond. So that as father Patrick mentioned, we can just live out and live in this new Pentecost mm-hmm. as we unleash the gospel and open ourselves to the work of the spirit here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I turn it over to you, father Patrick,
0: uh, father God, I just want to sing over your sons and your daughters. That sweet little phrase from a worship song. Abba, I belong to you once more, I belong, I belong to you. Father, I pray that every one of our listeners would know they belong to you. You so love them. You sent your son and Jesus. I pray that you would light their hearts on fire with the love of of heaven and that they would know deeply their identity that all of heaven is on their side and the father never gets tired of calling them my beloved son my beloved daughter that they would live shining the light of that love to a weary and worn world that is just one encounter away from meeting the savior through his disciples and may god bless you joyful missionary disciples in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen
1: amen Thanks for listening to another episode of Open Door Policy, where we hear stories of different joyful missionary disciples in Southeast Michigan and how they encounter, grow, and witness in their love for Christ. You can find more episodes at UnleashTheGospel.org forward slash podcast, or find us on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Music. See you next time.